Howdy, welcome to another episode of Making Dough Show where we're obsessed about helping you make some dough and not only that, keep it here in uh, the restaurant business. Today, we're going to talk about how to handle customer complaints the right way at least the right way we've defined in our restaurants in hopes that it'll help you come up with your own protocol for your establishment, a system that you can use to train your people to handle these customer concerns and turn them into loyal guests. This has been a series we've been covering here at Making Dough Show uh, and we've been talking about common uh, customer complaints in the restaurant industry. We talked about how to turn every complaining customer into a loyal guest. We talked about the art of handling customer concerns. That's a necessary step for you know what we're going to be talking about today, which is the science almost, right? I'm going to go over a five-step process in handling any customer concern in, in your establishment. Uh, but I really think it's critical to get the art as well right. So I'm going to have the link to that video below as well. Please check it out because the art without the science and the science without the art will not work. In that show, I talked about some critical things, how to buy time, how to control the conversation. And also we talked about how to calculate the lifetime value of your customer. So again, please go check out that show. The link is down below. So the right way of handling customer concerns in your establishment and in your establishment means that at the end of it, there is a win-win that the customer won and they're satisfied and your restaurant got to win um, and is satisfied. So just issuing, being quick to issue refunds does not mean that the business wins, right? The customer may win uh, that way, but you won't. And so that's not really what I'm saying the right way. So I wanted to clarify when I'm saying the right way, what I mean by that, that at the end of it, there is a win-win. Another approach you need to have as a business owner is that you will always win because no matter what kind of an issue comes your way or a complaint or any concern, you will learn out of that experience. You will go back to your operations and try to get better. And so you always win a little bit uh, in that way if you apply it. I'm trying to put a positive spin on a negative situation no matter what. Now, the step number one in handling customer concerns is this. We must calm the customer and make them feel heard. And so you're asking me, fantastic, how do we do that? And that is to lead with gratitude. So when the customer's calling and they're, you know, maybe they're like, I wanna to talk to a manager and you get on the phone to you know, see what the issue is and how you can help, uh, they're gonna rant on a, about an issue that they've had, right? The server was this or the food took so long and da, 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 all of that. So you let them speak so they feel heard. And then afterwards, you start by saying, first off, I wanted to thank you so much for ordering from us tonight or yesterday, whenever the issue was. And I want to thank you for letting us know and giving us this feedback and giving us an opportunity to make things right. As well, you always want to assure the customer. You want to tell them, ma'am, I'm going to do my absolute best to see what we can do to make things right. I'm going to fix this issue. So just to make sure, you know, blah, blah, blah. Does that make sense? You assuring the customer and leading with gratitude is the first step in handling customer concerns because that will put the customer at ease. I went into more depth as to how to do that in that the art of handling customer concerns. So I'm going to have the link down below for you. Once we were able to calm the customer, leading with gratitude especially is time for step number two. Step number two is to gather intel and understand what was the customer's expectation and what did we deliver and where was the gap in the expectation kind of a level that was between the customer and what we delivered. How we gather intel also it needs to be artfully done asking a series of questions. So once again, in step number one, we thank the customer, we assured them we're gonna do our absolute best to make things right. 
is going to be, ma'am, in order to you know help you out, I really need to pull up your order. May I please have the name of the order? May I have, may I ask what you had ordered? You're able to pull that information up, but you still want to ask a series of questions to ask, you know, so the customer can explain exactly what was the issue. As well, when you're asking these questions, you are buying time. You're able to listen to the tone and pull up the order, look up the history of that customer, you know, if, if you've heard of them, you know, we all know very um, infamous, uh, we all have some infamous customers um, that we serve, that maybe there is a pattern of behavior with this customer and buying time is incredibly important. We talked about, you know, again in a previous show, how it's important to gather that intel like a CIA agent and not like an FBI agent where the customer feels that they're being interrogated. But you're being very soft and calmly handling the issue, asking these series of questions to identify the problem. A lot of times if a customer is calling to take advantage of your uh, restaurant, when you ask more and more specific questions because you want to get to the bottom of the problem, ultimately that's what you're trying to do, and ask more uh, tangible questions. Okay, so may I ask what it was in this? So are you saying that whatever, and you're writing those things down? When a customer is lying, that never happens, but you know, one out of 10 million, when that happens, you're able to catch a liar because you're able to say, no, I placed the order at you know, five o'clock and I got it at this time. You know, As they're talking, you're writing those informations down and someone who lies, they're gonna kind of trip and forget what they said uh, before and you're like, ma'am, however, you told me that it was gonna be this. Is that what it was? You said that you didn't want that. It happens to us all the time. I mean, not all the time. Sometimes it happens. The customer's like, no, I really don't want this to be this way. And then we put that on the ticket and the customer receives the order. They're like, no, I wanted it that way, right? You know, so you need to be very good at asking those clarifying questions to identify if someone's trying to take advantage of your business. Another way to clarify the information that you're gathering in this gather intel phase is to kind of repeat back to the customer and simply say, ma'am, I wanna make sure I'm understanding well. You're saying that you placed your order at this time, you wanted it to be this way and it was that. Is that correct? So you wanna make sure that you're understanding that customer well. So those are some of the clarifying questions. Repeat back what you understood. That also communicates to the customer that you are a professional, that you really care to make sure that you fully understand what the problem was. Again, this is part of the assuring part, the art of it, is that that is one of the ways you repeating back to the customer what you understood. Step number three, after again, you calm the customer, you were able to properly gather intel as to what went wrong, is to apologize about this issue and communicate how you will make things right. No matter what happened, no matter who was right, who was wrong, and what was the context, we were mobbed busy, and we only had two drivers on the shift, which was all irrelevant information for a customer who's paying you, giving you, you know, again, money for a service. It's important to apologize about the inconvenience. At the end of the day, we kind of ruined it. We ruined their night and the meal that we're gonna have on June 21st year this, right? That's the meal they chose to have at your establishment. Ultimately, you're gonna be communicating what you will do to not lose this customer because you understand the lifetime value of a customer we talked about in a previous show, again, in that the art of it, because when I know that a family brings in about $600 a year to our establishment, I'm gonna be really masterful in handling it because I don't, you know, I may let go of $20 maybe give them a customer credit for $20 and win them and make sure I don't lose the $600 or for them to go blast us on social media that we really poorly handled their issue and then I'm gonna, and that review is going to be permanent 
as you know, and then you're going to have, uh, you know, that review is there for hundreds, if not thousands of people to see in the future. That is going to cause your business to lose way more money. I also would like to communicate to our customer what we're going to be doing internally in a very vague way to assure them that, you know, when I'm receiving a feedback from a customer, they're able to know, well, I will address this issue. I make sure we have a training session. I'm going to talk to our kitchen manager about this to make sure it doesn't happen. So the customer is knowing that the feedback that I am giving to this business, they do care about my feedback. So it's not just, if you're just quick to issue a refund, they won't actually feel hurt because they think, oh, you just want to give me money and be done with this, right? Versus if I'm able to communicate to them internally without saying names or just kind of being slightly vague in terms of what it is that we're going to do. Uh, thank you, you know, for your feedback. I'm going to make sure I do this and this and that. I'm going to have a conversation with the servers involved to make sure this doesn't happen again. Again, those are all part of assuring the customer that we're masterful at handling um, these issues and we really care about them. Another tip that I have for you when it comes to resolving a customer issue um, in this phase of you know what it is that you're going to do to make things right is to give the customer options. You can you know whenever because that, that way they feel like they're in control that they've chosen the path to um, reconcile this relationship. So, but it's in a controlled way. So for example, they're telling you what it is. You're like, ma'am, I'm able to give you a customer credit for this much. We can resend the order out to you. Or if you would like, I can issue you a refund and this. So you're able to give them options. So maybe if it's at the table in the dining room, I'd be happy to, you know, issue your refund on this order. If you would like, I'd be happy to remaking that uh, order for you, right? So you give the customer multiple options so they feel that they are in control reconciling that relationship with your establishment. Step number five, um, once we've resolved the issue is to do what you said you will do. One, again, if you were to issue a refund, you need to take five minutes to make sure you actually do it, send the customer uh, uh, a picture of the receipt or you know, the, a lot of times from your POS system, you can send a customer a message as well and investigate exactly what happened so you can coach the team members involved. Things need to be documented in your logbook with the customer information, the actions you took and all of that story so in the future you can refer to it. One of the approaches that we've had recently is that we don't try to nickel and dime our customer and uh, be a little bit more generous with the customer, but be sure that we're taking measures internally in terms of, for example, if a team member was involved in any of these issues or delivery took so long or somebody was rude and things like that, the team member will get a written coaching slip and it goes into their file. So we're funding their education. So I'm gonna give the $20 and be generous to the customer, give them a $20 refund, but I'm gonna make sure the team members involved are getting coached um, and things are being documented. We're keeping track of the refunds we're giving and justifications of them, because again, we're funding our team's education. And I'm just gonna remind you, you don't wanna lose the 600 over nickel and diming over the $20. Now, we covered a step-by-step -step process, a simple one. You need to expand on those and come up with your own protocols and scripts and come up with role plays for your team. Question of the day, what are your current protocols when it comes to handling customer concerns? And do you think that you are currently on a scale of one to 10, how consistent are you in you know, your team providing those um, protocols to your team? We have gone through a season, we've realized, oh wait, this person handles com complaints this way, that person does it this way, and we've been have to review our trainings, our protocols ourselves in the last month. So as you know, there's always work to do in, in this business, just like a garden, it is endless, you know. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. I wanted to tell you that next, uh, in the next episode, we're going to be talking about five practical tips as to how to reduce uh, some of these guest complaints. I'm going to be very practical in that uh, next episode. Be sure to subscribe so you do not miss a future show. And if you are tuning in uh, from a podcast, any of the podcast platforms, you're tuning in to Mickey Doe Show, I'd greatly appreciate it if you would leave us a review. And with that, let's get back to work and make some dough. Thank you. Bye-bye.